Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for taking me on. <laughs> taking me on. Amen. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how will express myself right now. But just past week, months, I've been discouraged. But I praise God for your lives, for being an encouragement. I know that, you know, being in the ministry is not easy. And it's never been easy. But I know that God is, God is there. And I know that He will be with us always as we do His work. And as the message that we have heard this uh, this morning, we covet for your prayers for all the missionaries all around the world. And you can count on us praying for you all as well. And thank you so much, Pastor Munsi, for for the privilege and for allowing me to be here. It is such an honor and privilege for me, Pastor, and especially to, to preach the Word of God uh, tonight. And without further ado, may I re- request or invite everyone to please stand with me, if you can, and open your Bibles in Psalm 23. We'll be reading the whole uh, chapter. And before reading and studying the Word of God, let us all first uh, ask God and pray for wisdom and knowledge. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we do thank you and praise you for your goodness upon our lives. Thank you so much, Father God, for the freedom, the free, the privilege that we have wherein we could uh, gather here and worship you, Father God, in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Lord, for this church, Landmark Baptist Church, for Pastor Munsi, for all the believers here in this church. Lord, I praise you for their lives. I pray that may you continue to bless them, Father God, and guide them in everything that you will be doing for you, Father. And Lord, in our heart, in our desire, in, my, in our mind, in our goal, Father God, you alone will be glorified and magnified. And as we study thy word, Lord, I'm asking for your wisdom, for your knowledge. Lord, I pray that may you give us open heart and open mind. And may you allow us, Lord, to receive your word freely, Father God. And Lord, use me as your instrument. Lord, I know that you know my limitation. Lord, I pray that stand before me. Give me words to say. Anoint my lips. Anoint my my life, Father God, and allow me to be an instrument tonight for your word. And Lord, you must increase and we must decrease, Father God. And this all I pray in Christ's most precious name. Amen. And let's read verse 1 down through verse 6. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may now be seated. I know that these uh, verses are very familiar verses to you all, but once again, I would like to use these verses to be an encouragement 
to all of us. And I would like to entitle our study or our lesson tonight, In God's Hand. Being in God's Hand. Psalm 23 was written by King David who grew up tending sheep as his father was also a shepherd. In this psalm, David expresses his great confidence and delight in the constant protection of a loving God. He was a shepherd. He took care and protected flocks of sheep and he wrote this psalm describing God as a shepherd and God's people. David himself as sheep of God. Through this beautiful metaphor, Psalm 23 gives us invaluable insights into the character of God and his plan for his children. In God's hand. The first question is how to be in God's hand. The Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. In order to, for you to be in God's hand, first, you need to be saved. How can someone be saved? The Bible says, just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, thou shalt be saved. Not by works of your, your own righteousness, but by believing and putting your trust in Christ that he died on the cross for you and me. Remember what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died on the cross not because he deserves it. Jesus died on the cross not because we deserve for him to be died on the cross. But you know what? Jesus died on the cross because he loved us. In the moment that we are not even lovable, in the moment of our lives that we are on our worst version of our lives, which is we are all sinners. We are all guilty of our sins. Romans chapter 3 verse 23, for, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 3.10, Romans 3.10 as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. We fall short before God. And you know what? Jesus stretched forth his hand and died on the cross for us. And by believing, as John 3.16 says, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. By believing and trusting in Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you will have this eternal life, what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that for the wages of sin is death. That, that is what we deserve, death in hell of eternal fire. But you know what? By putting your trust, by believing in Christ, for the wages of sin is death, but, but, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you know what? With that, we're now in God's hand. And the Bible says, no man can pluck them out, out of my hand. If you have trusted Christ in your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, therefore, you are now in God's hand. 
and no man can pluck you out of his hand. Praise God. Praise God. We don't deserve it, but praise God for, for, for loving us and for dying for us on the cross of Calvary. Now, I would like to share to you David's perspective being in God's hand. What David personally experienced being in God's hand. As Christians, as being in the hands of God, what are those things that we can experience only in the presence of God? First thing that, that David wants to, to share to all of us is, first, by relating with these uh, passages that we have heard, we need to first acknowledge or consider ourselves as the ships of God. And let us consider God as our shepherd with this study. Now, as a ship, there are some characteristics that a ship has. Number one, they will not lie down unless they feel safe. Sheep will not drink water unless it is still. They are helpless, defenseless, and totally dependent on the shepherd to remove all fears so they can rest. Meaning to say, sheep has a lot of insecurities in life. Before knowing Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we are being insecured with a lot of things. We are not sure about what lies ahead. But praise God because He found us and gave us the bright and best future ahead of us. But the reality, sheep is dependent on His shepherd. We should be dependent on our shepherd. Now God, as our shepherd, He takes care of His sheep. He knows them by name and He leads them in the paths of righteousness. He leaves the 99 to find the lost one. Remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was known for his job, for his stature, that he was a small, small man. I don't know if we're the same height. <laughs> With his job, occupation, a tax collector. We can consider him as a deceiver on his time. But you know what? When Jesus found him, Jesus called him not by his sin, but he called him by his name, Zacchaeus, come down and make haste. And with that encounter, Zacchaeus found the real life of meaning, or found the real meaning of life. Now, what are those things that David personally experience being in God's hand. In verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In God's hand, David experienced that in God's hand, there is satisfaction. Because David says, the Lord is my shepherd. The word, the Lord, meaning to say, it speaks about God's preeminence, that He is above all. If God is not above all, He is nothing, or He is not Lord at all. But you know what? David acknowledged the, the preeminence of God that He is above all things. 
Who is the Lord of your life? David expressed his heart with this psalm by acknowledging that, the, that Jesus, that God is his Lord. The Lord is, the word is, speaks of his present. Present. David did not say, the Lord was my shepherd. David did not say that the Lord will be. But David said, the Lord is. Meaning to say, every moment of his life is always acknowledging God as his shepherd. As the one who always guides him and leads him to what God wants him to be. The Lord is my shepherd. The, the word my, it is something personal that he himself acknowledged the Lord God that he is his shepherd. We should acknowledge God as our shepherd. He is in a possessive form claiming that Christ is his shepherd. This world can only give us an ending satisfaction. But in Christ, we will experience the real satisfaction. First, by giving us eternal life. He satisfied our souls. He satisfied our souls by dying on the cross and by giving us eternal life. And not just that. Verse 2 he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. David knows that his shepherd, his shepherd will do everything to make him feel better. Because he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. These are all the needs of a sheep. Green pastures. And still waters. Remember what Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says. But my God shall supply all your need. According to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. If according to his riches. God owns everything. He owns everything. If he will gonna provide our needs according to his riches. Then. God can give everything because He owns everything. That's how God can satisfy us with all our needs. Not just by physical aspect, but most especially by giving us satisfaction spiritually by saving our souls. In verse 3, the Bible says, He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. The good thing about this, about this is, in God's hand, there is restoration. Yes, as human beings, we have some limitations. There are times that we feel discouraged. There are times that we turn our back to God. But God is always, you know, has his hands open wide for us for restoration. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In God's hand, there is satisfaction. But not just that, but also in God's hand, there is 
security. Verse 3, Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. They rod and they staff, they comfort me. The Bible says, Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. David said that I will fear no, no evil because I have proven myself. David did not say that I will fear no evil because I have killed a lot of Philistines, conquered a lot of cities. You know what David said? I will fear no evil for thou art with me. If God is before us, who can be against us? This is the security that David experienced in God's hand. Yes, God entrusted us strength, ability, resources, but that is not the reason why you will going to be successful in the ministry of the Lord. It is only because God is with you. God alone himself allows things to happen. And this is how God secured his people, that I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Could you imagine? Your, your enemies are coming and yet you have a table in front of you. Having the word of God, giving you assurance that, you know, this world is not getting better anymore. The Bible says redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yes, we can't comprehend what, what is happening in our surroundings right now. But we can have this security because the word of God, God himself promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And this is the security that we have. And not just security in physical aspect, but God also gave us eternal security that no man can pluck them out of my hand. God gave us salvation and he gave us security of our salvation. Our body may perish here, but this is not our final destination because we'll be having sweet time up there in heaven. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were cast into the burning fiery furnace, but God did not take the fire off, did not take them off out of the fire, but what God did, God went with them in the midst of the fire. I don't know what you are going through right now. I don't know what challenges you are facing right now. But God may not take that pain. God may not take that persecution. God may not take that discouragement in your life. But He promised that He will be with you. And that's the best part of it. Then no matter what, what happens, He is with you. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. And last thing, first one, in God's hand, there is 
satisfaction. In God's hand, there is security. And lasting, this is the best, best part. In God's hand, there is sweet fellowship. The Bible says in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, goodness and mercy of God will follow us all the day of our lives. But the best thing about it, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. The best is yet to come. And the best place where we can gather all together is up there in heaven. And what, ma- what makes heaven special is not the streets of gold. What makes heaven special is not the mansion up there. What makes heaven special, not the crowns that we will be having there. But what makes heaven special is being in the presence of God. Up there, we'll be singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. We'll be singing, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, both glory and both... Uh, I forgot the, <laughs> the last, last part. But we'll be singing praises and glory to God up there in heaven. And I appreciate you and commend you for your desire for reaching more people all, all around the world. You may, ne- you may not be able to see people got saved from Ukraine, from Afri- Africa, from Papua New Guinea, Brazil, Paraguay, but up there someday in heaven, you'll be, see- you'll be seeing those people that got saved because of your investment in the Lord. And everything that we are doing for the Lord, our preaching, our singing, everything, our giving, is not in vain. You know what? Because the, the God that we are serving is a living God. That as he said in his word in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Everything that you do for His name has eternal value. And this is, uh, these things are what David personally experienced being in God's hand. Number one, he experienced the real satisfaction, the security, and sweet fellowship up there in heaven. And if by chance, if anyone here or anyone watching online that you don't know yet Christ, maybe this is the time that you put your trust in Him, accept Him as your Lord and personal Savior. And again, thank you so much, church, for the privilege. And thank you so much for your encouragement, for your prayers. And I appreciate you all. Thank you so much, Pastor Munsi. And To God be all the glory. God bless you.